1: This is Galazzo Soprano. Goal! The premier destination for soccer talk. With Emmy Award winning play-by-play man Dan Diddley, And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, there's so, so much to get to, Rick. We just got to start right right from the beginning with go. Mora, unbelievable! Yes, he scored once, twice, three times. Lucas Mora, and I love you. Yes, you do, Rick Tittle. The Champions League is off the chain. We will get into Tottenham Hotspur and their rescue job. Of course, Liverpool's rescue job 1.0, which came before the unbelievable rescue of Tottenham the last day in the Premier League is a couple days away, and we've got some headlines from around the soccer world, including bad news for Beckham. But we start with the Champions League, and let's start middle to the front, from the front to the back. We'll start with Tottenham, and an unbelievable come-from-behind story, beating Ajax, Rick, to advance to the Champions League final. They were down one nothing going in. They yielded the first two goals, one on a spectacular header, and all of a sudden you're looking at elimination, but back back Come the Spurs.
0: It, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I could wax poetic about this forever. Wax. <clears throat> All right. Let me get out my uh, Brazilian kit. The hello. <laughs> Cancel my afternoon appointment. <clears throat> I, I've been. Uh, did you see Forty Year Old Virgin? By the way, I did. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, I could. Uh, you know, go on and on about how long I've. I've been a fan for this team, and it's basically. You know, a little more than thirty years, and. We were never, Tottenham, I say we as a fan, we were never the team even going to the Champions League. And the best we had ever done was to make it to the quarterfinal that was under that Redknapp-Bale team. And, of course, we had to play a qualifier. We had to play young boys in Switzerland and bow. Two legs. The first 20 minutes, we were down 3-0. And I thought, I wait my whole life to get to the Champions League, and this is it, losing to young boys in a qualifier. They put it right at Hart Lane. They beat both Milan teams at the San Siro, and they got to the quarterfinals. So we know about how nearly miraculous it was for Tottenham to beat a team better than them in Man City with the VAR and everything that came down and those two legs. First leg, you're right. Um, Van de Beek gets the goal at uh, the lane, so they take a one. Uh, they take their away goal back to uh, to Amsterdam when the game open. And, and Tottenham, of course, a lot of injuries on the team. They, you know, uh, there's their 19-year-old captain heading in the ball, and then uh, still in the, the first half, Wanyama and Rose switch off again. Now it's three nothing on aggregate, but we know that Tottenham needs three goals, and if it's three three, they go away on the they go through on the away goal rule. But you get I, the, you
1: go to halftime <clears throat> and you're down three nothing, and as you said, it was Delight in the fifth minute, and it was Ziyech in the 35th minute, so it wasn't a case where. Tottenham was knocking on the door. They had a couple decent chances, but now you sit 45 minutes away and you're down 3-0 on the road too, by the way.
0: Yeah, and you're right. They had a couple of chances, which gave me some hope. It's not like they were completely shut out. Erickson hit one right at the keeper. Um, Their keeper, by the way, uh, he has real problems kicking the ball and clearing the ball. I saw that as, you know, could that be a weakness? Both teams that hit the post, that usually means it's not your day. But I went... And I never do this, but I didn't have any family or friends to watch with. And I actually left my other job, which gets out at noon, an hour early because I wanted to go over to Danny Coyle in The Hate, which is the Tottenham bar. And I thought, I'll just watch it with a bunch of crazy strangers. And it was packed to the gills with Tottenham fans and singing and everything. And of course, it's pretty quiet at halftime. Everybody's going out to smoke whatever they smoke. And to make a long story longer, second half starts. They put in Urente, who's old and and creaky, but at least he can hold the ball up. He's a tall guy. He's not going to score any goals. Um, You get the first goal from Mora. Uh, He and Deli Alley, who was a talisman in the second half, uh, they kind of go in between them. They score. Okay, now we have hope. The second goal was when Urente could have scored. The ball is in the keeper's hands. Sherna takes it out of his hands, declare it, basically gives it to Mora, they capitalize on that mistake. Dude,
1: that was a ghastly goalkeeping error. And I know the defender basically took it from him, but mm-hmm. he didn't secure that
0: ball. No, it was uh, Ajax messed up. Now, here's where you might not hear people talk about, and this is something I noticed. You go into injury time now. Now, I start thinking about big things in my life, mortality. I, you know, I'm 53, I'm going to be 54 n- next month, and I figure this is my one shot in my life. For Tottenham to go to the Champions League final and maybe win it, and so I started thinking if we could just get a goal, you know, and just just give me this, you know, we we don't we don't go to the Champions League. That was our first semi final, right. by the way.
1: What would this mean for you? You're thinking like you're asking yourself, Rick, what would this mean yeah. for you if if we could somehow just get one more? Already Lucas Moura once, twice. Could he complete? <laughs> This Lionel Richie dream come true.
0: Well, here's the funny thing is, we're in injury time. Ajax, and we have everyone for it. Ajax, first minute of injury time, takes the ball down, two on one. They shoot over the bar, and I yell out loud, you idiot. You take it to the corner flag and kill time. They get the ball back in the second minute of injury time. They come down, they shoot. Larisse makes a great save. We clear it. They still should have taken the corner flag. Third minute of injury time, they come down, and I guess they're finally listening to Ten Hogg. Um, Tadic takes it to his corner. And he dribbles it out by himself. Then <laughs> three times they could have killed the game. So then we get a corner. We as Tom offense. We get a corner in the fourth minute. Larice comes out from between his sticks. Lorente or it was Alderville, The heads it over the bar. Now that's it. Larice goes back in the sticks. Sissoko, when he kicked the ball from his own half, was at ninety four fifty four, and they're adding five minutes. So we basically had six seconds. And then give or take, yeah, but roughly. So, Roughly I know, and then Ajax, I don't know how they got those ninety seconds at the end. That killed me. But <clears throat> when, when when Morris scored, there there's a there were about maybe fifty guys who were standing, I was sitting. I ran in, it was a mosh pit. I've got I, I realized that I had an Ajax fan in a headlock, and he wasn't mad. He thought he was going to die. So he smiled at me and gave me a thumbs up because he was trying not to die. But I just figured because it was dark in there. But literally I'm in this huge mosh pit.
1: He was Jeff Van Gundy to your Alonzo Mourning, <laughs> clutching to your holding pant leg. my
0: leg. Yes. But I sat down and I'll admit this, I had tears. Oh wow. Streaming. I was crying and crying. I think it was a release of probably all the other problems in my life and just wow. 30 years I don't know what it was. 30 years of frustration with this team. I just started crying. I my phone has never blown up. My phone blew up like I was a pretty girl. Look at you. I had. And spoiler
1: alert to those fans uh, not seeing this live, he's not. Just,
0: <laughs> not anyway. Ooh, not at all. <laughs> Why do you think I'm in radio? 150 year old do another, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So, um, but my phone's blowing up. People are calling me from England, and we're crying. I'm like, I can't believe we're in the final. And he's like, I can't believe it. I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> so these are tears of joy. It's great. Yeah, and I've never had that in my life for sports. I've been to I've seen the Raiders on the Super Bowl and, and Warriors and all this stuff, A's. I've never cried tears of joy. It's just and it's because of this wonderful sport that you and I love. Everything rests on the knife edge of euphoria and disaster. Right, right. No other sport can bring us this. And I got in the car and I was like shaking, and I drove down to the tank to see Game Seven, which was great.
1: Man, a real adrenaline letdown. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> normally You're that like would have been my highlight. Yeah. know. and so uh, and I'm privileged that I get to walk into that place too. But um, I, I had email. I had people texting me that I didn't even know knew that I was a Tottenham fan, and the one I got from Dan said. Uh podcast tomorrow? Yes, exactly.
1: Let's keep <laughs> like, it business-like.
0: Know, none, of that, none of that touching business. None of that
1: flowery are. shit. We're just going to get right to the business. Right.
0: It. And, the, and the the funny thing is is that I I admitted to people that I, I cried. And if you had asked me if I was going to cry, I'm like, no. But I just I exploded in tears. Yeah, and it's the way
1: it played out in part. And, I, and thank you for sharing that great story. Nice. I, I didn't get a chance to tease story time. It is Golosso Supremo. Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley. That's a great story. And that's really what sports is about it's about the emotional connection we have to teams results occasions and you'll never ever forget where you were when that happened and mm-hmm. you may not remember the name of the ajax fan that you assaulted unless <laughs> charges are forthcoming which uh coming up next week we answer the question is Rick going to
0: jail by the way I'll throw in that I have a parking a speeding ticket from Holland that I never paid so I think if I land there, I'm apprehended anyway.
1: Could be. Could <laughs> be. You could be up in the uh, post office, the 10 most wanted. Exactly. Which they spell wanted with about six A's. Yeah, and the 10 most wanted would be that
0: saying. <laughs>
1: totally. Somebody who maybe <laughs> threw a piece of uh, garbage into the, one of the canals. They're one of the 10 most wanted. Exactly. But that's what sports is about. And the fact that you fell behind 3 nothing, and then you get the one, it's like, okay. You know, Lucas Morris scores and then you get the second one. It's at that point you can start to dream. And the the beauty about soccer, one thing that I love is sort of this nebulous use of time. Baseball's nine innings. It's not nine innings and maybe
0: (laughs) we'll let the other team. One more out. Yeah, one more out.
1: (laughs) We'll give you two more pitches. No, it's it's nine innings and that's it. And Mm -hmm. the beauty of soccer with the count up clock, you see the plus five and you know you're into injury time. And, you know, it's almost never four minutes and 50 seconds. Sometimes it's five on the dot. Sometimes it's five and a half and upwards of of even six minutes. One of my great soccer memories, as I give you a brief story, is when I did fill-in play-by-play for the San Jose Earthquakes, the first Mm -hmm. game I ever did. You did very well. Thank you, Stephen Lenhart on blonde-haired wig night. They were playing the Chicago Fire, and I believe we were seven if not eight minutes into Mm. injury time, and that was one of the ones where I think it was plus six that they had put up and we were at least a minute over. Right. And part of my call is Penso, who is the ref. I can't remember his first name, but mm-hmm. Penso doesn't check his watch. We were so far over, but that to me is part of the beauty. And That's great. Again, yesterday in the Champions League, where you really were on that knife's edge. It was yeah. this trip down the field or that was it. Ajax goes through. Yeah, and I mean, it. you had one chance to do it. And the fact that they got that done, and you could see the anguish on the, the faces of the Ajax players as they went face down in the grass, nothing to be ashamed of going to the Champions League semis, but to have mm-hmm. your heart broken in that fashion is truly
0: dramatic. Are you making plans to go to Madrid? A lot of people are asking me that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I you know. I I don't I mean I could I could do it. Um I could fork out everything I own, but I kind of think I would be by myself and to be with family and friends and to enjoy it with them. Just sounds better. Now, if somebody comes up with a great plan, I might jump on it. But for me, if I'm going to Europe, I'm going for two weeks. I'm not going to fly in and fly out. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. Have you been to Spain? I've been to Spain, yes. Have I, you been to Madrid? I've not been to Madrid. I just did it's Barcelona. It's a classy city.
1: It's a classy city. My aunt lives there in case you need. Is that uh, right? You and I could bop over. Is that right? Free stay? Stay with uh, Tia Susana. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Flow over, catch them 90 minutes and jump on a plane, and get back. Kind of a long weekend feel. <laughs> I think we could, and also we could write it off because as a part uh, of uh, Golazo Supremo, Golazo, 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 in Trump's America,
0: (laughs) this this trip is free. Absolutely. Um, Just don't tell him the soccer balls aren't made here.
1: No, good point.
0: And the baseballs are made in Costa Rica. Oh,
1: yeah. There'll be some
0: tweets if he knew that. That's the only good thing about living on the East Coast, I think, is that you can pop over to Europe that's much, true. much easier. But Hawaii
1: is a non-starter.
0: Hawaii is a non-starter. I'm more of a Euro guy than a Hawaii guy. I love Hawaii. Yeah. Love Hawaii. But that's the only good. But as I've, been you were... to, I've
1: been to each twice, so I'd have to really break that down. Uh, mm. Europe a little bit more varied, a little bit more to do, quote unquote, but uh, mm. the, the Hawaiian lifestyle and just putting your toes in the sand and knowing that the ocean's about 69 degrees, 70
0: degrees, mm-hmm. stuff to be. I don't like beaches, to tell you the truth. Though. Huh? Look at you. I burn. I'm. I'm, I'm uh, people should know this, that when my uncle, Edgar Winter, uh, got me into broadcasting, he said, remember, they're going to be mean to you because you're an albino. The
1: Edgar Winter? Yeah.
0: That's nah, your I, uncle? I made, I made that up. Nah, I was trying to think of a fan of albino. The guy from Foul Play. I don't know. Do you get that reference? Golding Hawn and yeah, Chevy yeah, Chase. Yeah, Foul Play. The albino, of course, back then had to be the, uh, the bad guy. But as you mentioned, it's not just all about me as much as I think it is. The day before, Barcelona three 0 Now oh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Normally I lie. I was so concentrated on my Tottenham game, and I knew that game was done, that I didn't watch. And someone I know who's from Liverpool, and he's um, uh, Everton. The sister is Liverpool, and I just got a text saying, "Well, I guess I'm happy for my sister." I'm like, "What? I saw four nothing." Then I watch the highlights. Oh, yeah. It's that British bulldog mustn't grumble, must get on with it, never quits spirit.
1: It's really more of the (laughs) Spaniard spirit of Siesta because Barcelona (laughs) came out. They came out intent on a 90-minute nap. And you saw Origi in, what, the seventh minute? He strikes first. And that is exactly the formula for overcoming a big deficit in these two-legged situations is you strike early. Tottenham mm. decided to go the other way, but <laughs> Liverpool gets one from Origi seven yeah. minutes on, and you're thinking, okay, everybody button up. This this thing may not be over just yet.
0: Do you think uh, is it when Alexander Arnold for the fourth goal just said, ah, uh, you take the corner, no, I will, and kicked it in real quick, do you think that is genius or do you think that was somewhat gamesmanship?
1: It's both, and it's absolute genius because it's well within the rules. And, you know, before we get there... Giorgino Wanaldum with back yeah, to back goals. Yeah, and including nowhere. the header where he jumped about five feet in the air. An incredible athletic achievement. But to get two in a row, and then now you know one more puts you through. And you mentioned Origi in the 79th minute, the cheeky little corner. I think it is gamesmanship because there's a certain sense of a rhythm of a corner. It's
0: kick. like a quick pitch.
1: Yeah, but a quick pitch is not illegal. Right. And it's kind of like in. In basketball, where sometimes you see the free-throw shooter maybe change his motion, the pump fake, to draw mm-hmm. the
0: people into the lane. Remember when Montana pretended to kneel and then got back up and threw it? Right. There's Is a place where they
1: fake the spike, and then they go ahead and throw it anyway. It's gamesmanship. It's like the hidden ball trick. I yeah. mean, we could run through sure. every single sport. In tennis, I used to have a serve where you'd line up like you're going to serve, and instead of tossing it over your head... You just drop the ball out of your hand and you do an underhand uh, do granny submarine serve. granny slice.
0: <laughs> but it's granny mega slice. All right, The Michael Chang French Open special. Exactly. Exactly. That's the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Gainsmanship. So yeah. for me, you're in the Champions League semifinal. You've put the ball out of play. I wonder what comes next. Is it a perhaps a corner kick? Memo to Barcelona. Be ready. You got Gerard Piquet. Who's played in the highest level of the <laughs> mm-hmm. highest games on earth? Mm-hmm. That's on Barca, in my opinion.
0: Well, and I agree with you, too. And I also, I thought of Paul Gascoigne, one of my favorite Tottenham players ever, because in like 90, 92, whenever he would get a free kick, the referee would blow a free kick. He would immediately kick it for a shot. He wouldn't pass it to somebody. And they're like, well, we didn't get our wall together. And the ref would be like, some, half the time the ref would say, tweet, tweet, tweet. Whoa, they're not ready. And he's like, I don't have to wait, and and every once in a while he would score because it's like, all right, who's in the wall? So I do, I do appreciate people that you know have that initiative like that.
1: And I think it's different though because a corner kick is a live ball situation, much like a throw-in. You don't have to wait for a whistle or a command to restart play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a free kick in the field of play, if there's a foul, you have to wait for the referee to. Prepare everyone for the ready-to-play missile. Well, now whistle.
0: they have the 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 spray paint that goes away. Yeah. This was back in the 90s. But anyway, I I, I appreciate people are like, hey, I'm not waiting around. Let's just do this. It's Dan
1: Dibley. It's Rick Tittle, Golasso Supremo. We've got headlines to run down coming up momentarily, including, as I tease it again, Bad news for Beckham. Bad news Rick.
0: for Chelsea too. Bad. Uh,
1: yeah, that's actually on my list. Oh, sorry. Of, uh, no, it's an Azardist situation this ah, summer. Ah, how
0: about as, that? Uh,
1: yeah, I got here a little early today and tried to <laughs> script a couple of things. First to the prem, though, Rick, because this is really story one A. Championship Sunday. Holy crap! It all comes down to Sunday, May twelfth. Two teams enter, one team leave. As we go, Tina Turner and Beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. Liverpool and Man City each with a crack at the title. First, the idea of simultaneous gameplay. MLB has started to em- emulate this by having all the games at the same time. How great will Sunday be when all 10 matches are played across 10 NBC properties simultaneously.
0: Tottenham Everton on the Sci Fi channel. For those who will be wondering, S Y F Y.
1: I should have quizzed you on each game and where will each game be broadcast. I don't know broad- where <laughs> any other one is. <laughs> That's so funny. I know NBC <clears throat> has uh, Liverpool, I believe, and then NBC Sports has Man City.
0: Yeah, that well, or that prob- vice versa. That probably makes sense. Uh, it's all there. I mean, Manchester City has what they want: win a game and be champions of England. And if they skip a beat... Now, here's the thing about the Champions League final. It's in over three weeks. It's June 1st. So Liverpool doesn't have to rest anybody in this game. I will say this for Tottenham fans. Uh, Tottenham has an eight-goal uh, lead over Arsenal. So if Arsenal wins and Tottenham loses, as long as Arsenal doesn't win 5 to nothing and Tottenham lose 3 to nothing. They're safe. If that does happen, Arsenal has scored more goals, so they would go away. They would go into the Champions League on the away goal uh, rule. But I'm sure there's going to be some guys rested. I would probably think that Gazaniga will be in between the sticks in that game. But no one's watching that game outside of me and Arsenal fans. The big deal, of course, is Liverpool and Man City. And I I just (laughs) I've been saying all year that Liverpool's going to win the league. I just think there's some sort of mojo there with Klopp. You even have Steve Kerr quoting his F-word. It's great. It's just... (laughs) And they
1: did play like effing giants. The Warriors did and Liverpool did. You've got Man City's at Brighton. Brighton sitting 17th in the table. They are safe. safe. Mm -hmm. They are safe, but obviously playing motivated to try to be the spoiler against a Man City time that has ravaged simply everyone this year. How much of a chance do you give Brighton in this one? Because really a draw is like a win Liverpool can get the win if Man City draws and Liverpool wins Liverpool wins the title if both draw Man City wins the title if Man City loses and Liverpool draws Man City would have to lose by I believe four goals in order for that to come down to a tie-breaking match
0: it's fascinating and as you were saying it's great they play these games simultaneously they didn't used to do this I, I kind of admire Brighton and Hove Albion, and I think about when they went out to hire Cluffy back in the day and <clears throat> Gustavo Poya, one of my favorite Tottenham players, was manager there for a while. Now it's another Tottenham player in uh, Chris Hewton, former Ireland International. They're a tough team, but Wolves is a much, much tougher prospect, not much tougher nut to crack, even though I do believe they get them uh, at home so you don't have to go to Molyneux. But uh, I would rather play the Albion than Wolves. You'd rather go
1: to the Albion <laughs> yes. than host
0: the Wolves yes.
1: at Anfield, or in this case it would be the Etihad. Liverpool, 94 points. Man City, 95. It all comes down to Sunday. Should be incredible. A couple of uh, split screens, split screen viewing. What will be your approach? One on the TV, one on the laptop, or how will you navigate Well, I can it?
0: tell you since NBC has taken this over, they give you constant updates so you don't have to switch around. It's almost like a red zone channel, really. So stick where you are on Sci-Fi if you'd like. Nice. And on MSNBC and on uh, Dirt, Off-Road Racing, Fishing Channel, whatever else they got going on.
1: It's Rick Tittle, Dan <laughs> Dibley. It is Galasso Supremo. One wrinkle with the Champions League is it could affect one of the most hallowed tournaments in the history of international football. The UEFA Nations League semifinals
0: could be affected, Rick. <laughs> I haven't even paid attention. To well,
1: what happens is England plays the Netherlands, and this is, uh, I believe, four days after the Champions League final. Is this yet another reason why soccer is an oversaturated situation?
0: Well, I just think the money-grabbing has to stop. I saw Tottenham play last summer down in San Diego. They played Roma. Lucas Moura with two headed goals in that game, by the way, I went to um, portending for a good year. Tottenham is already on that international cup thing, whatever they call it, like I went to last year, Challenge Cup, which they won, big deal. But they already have three games scheduled for early July. That means, at best, they're going to get a month off because they're in the Champions League final. You're going to play 11 months a year. This newfangled Nations thing, I'm sorry, I'm just not on board. But I am on board you can't see it, but Dan is, is resplendent in an FC Bohemians Praha. Thank you. Prague shirt, which is an excellent shirt, I have to say.
1: You got to absolutely represent uh, your team. Every country, you got to have a team. The Kangas. Yes, you got to love the Kangas in Praha. Prague, one of my
0: favorite cities. Do you know I've never been? That's one on my list, though. That's a huge miss. I know. Huge miss. Well, when I was there, it was still communist, so.
1: Interesting. I was there in 93, which was about five years Mm post-wall. It was still uh, very new. Not a lot of Americans Mm -hmm. had tromped through just yet. I had a terrific time. Uh, Up in seven minutes, I give Rick news about our upcoming trip to Spain together. But first, somebody else is going to Spain, Rick. Eden Hazard is reportedly hoping for a June 1st transfer, although the only sticking point right now is the price tag. One hundred million quid is what Chelsea wants for Hazard, and right now Real Madrid balking at the high price. How does this get resolved?
0: Well, listen, they'll pay any price. I mean, look what Barcelona played for, paid for Neymar. Look what I mean the, the the price is not an issue. So this whole thing, if I'm in a, in a, a bargaining sort of uh, haggle with someone who I know will not leave without getting what they want. You can play all day. Of course, they're going to come in and say, Oh, that's too much. You just don't want to say yes to every first offer. My grandmother used to buy a car, bless her heart. She'd go to the the dealer and she'd look at the sticker and she goes, Okay, let's go. And I'm like, No, 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 no. Yeah. You don't pay the sticker. I, she's like, What? What do you mean you don't pay the sticker? <laughs> but what? I, you know, and she probably had it right. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, I just hope that it is. Hazard and not Erickson or or even both because that was another rumor as well
1: then it would be Erickson as well I I believe Hazard it's all but a done deal they're just kind of haggling Mm -hmm. over the
0: price I think he would sit out remember FIFA only allows you to play for two teams a year Joel Youngblood so you have to uh,
1: (laughs) two teams in one double header little
0: Exposal Mets it was an incredible yeah, pull yeah. right
1: there from 1979 or 80 somewhere in
0: there yeah wow went on to the uh, gyros impressive of course, yeah, yeah of course um, and so if you he could sit out but they're gonna they're gonna move on for him and plus they need the money they they have to sell and and just um, you know jumping into your headline here with Chelsea they have their appeal denied to they're gonna miss two transfer windows now they already have Pulisic agreed to so he's on the way in. But as I said before, it's been more than a year since Tottenham have bought a player, about a year and a half, and that guy scored a hat-trick, the last guy they bought yesterday.
1: His name is uh, Lucas Moura as uh, Tottenham goes Honestly, through. It says,
0: Obrigado, Brasil.
1: Thank God for Brazil. Thank you, Brazil. Oh, you're welcome. On behalf of all Portuguese everywhere, <laughs> you are welcome. Golasso Supremo, Dan Dibley, and Rick Tittle. Well, we've teased it enough, the bad news has come down for David Beckham. He has been banned. Banned, I say, from driving for six months for using his mobile phone while behind the wheel of his Bentley. Talk about your one percenter news story. He apparently was driving in England through central London back in November, and he was ratted out. Snitches don't get stitches. Snitches get rewards in England. He already had six points on his driver's license for speeding. The six more that were tacked on, put him at 12, and much like Draymond Green in a postseason run with flagrant fouls, Bex is over the limit, and he's going to have to sit out six months, no driving, no more bending it like Beckham
0: in your Bentley. I'll have to bend it in the backseat of his limo now, unfortunately. Um, You know what's funny about that is that in London, and this started even when I was still coaching football and writing for a newspaper over there, Central London, and they've been thinking about doing this for San Francisco, if you drive into Central London, you have to pay... A surcharge you have to pay a fee it's almost like crossing a bridge like a toll and you get those at petrol stops or gas stations and England is the most CCTV place on earth there are circuit uh, cameras closed-circuit cameras everywhere every street at all time and so when you drive in they have these automatic software that look at your license plate and they actually have people who will watch you if you pop up on the screen they
1: have that in Tiburon too <laughs> Shout out
0: to Ron. It's a fact. Uh, I believe it. And so seeing him on his cell phone was probably a very easy thing for them to do. But, uh, yeah, of course, the one guy who you know can afford a driver. So it's not like we're... I mean, he bought his wife, uh, Posh Spice, a winery in Napa for her birthday. Oh,
1: that's nice. That's nice. I that's got my a wife little. a bottle of wine for her birthday. Same thing. He bought uh, an entire winery. Sure. That's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, earthquakes, Rick. Before yeah. we... Before we close it out with some good news about our our upcoming trip to Spain, Mm -hmm. the quakes caught a little fire. Don't look now, but the earthquakes currently in a playoff position. I know we don't talk a ton of MLS, but they beat Portland. They fell to Houston, then they beat Sporting, tied Seattle, tied Dallas, beat Cincinnati. New look down there at uh, Avaya.
0: and you know what? I think it was at Cincinnati. That was the 1-0 victory. Was that right? Yeah. Um, Lima, the
1: game winner. Shout yeah. out Castro
0: Valley. That's great. Nick Lima. Love Nick Lima. Part of the USA setup, too. Um, you should beat down an expansion team if they come to your dump. That, there's no excuse. Cincinnati, you want to play. And here's the thing about Cincinnati. Cincinnati, their team last year, when it was before it was MLS, was the second highest-drawing soccer team in America. Only whoever led the attendance and was it Portland Atlanta maybe Atlanta whoever led the attendance in MLS Cincinnati was second. They're on the short list as a World Cup host city, if you can believe it. So they're they're foaming at the mouth. So I like it. Come on here, you new boys. Take a clean you know a clean sheet from the. I said I always to my dying today. I'm going to call them the Clash. Take a clean <laughs> sheet from the Clash, the Quakes, and then uh, move on. So that, that's a good sign. I did not know. That they're in playoff position. you
1: are currently <laughs> sitting on 11 points after 10 games played. Oh, Three terrible. victories, five losses, two draws. They are one point clear of Salt Lake, Portland, and Sporting. They currently sit in the seventh spot out of 12 wow. in the Western Conference <laughs> as we talk conferences wow. in but soccer.
0: 11 points in 10 games is, is paltry, but if you are going to get those 11 points, Get them in your last three or four games, and things are trending up.
1: You were sitting on zero points yeah. after four or five of your first games, so certainly better news. Well, Rick, I have done the research Uh-oh. since we started the pod, mm-hmm. and if I had drums to roll, I would give you a drum roll, but I have found us our ticket to Madrid for the Champions League final. It's a little flight, British Airways. we got to go through Dallas, but... 1218 bucks round trip. Are you with me? Are we going to the Champions League final in Madrid?
0: Well, here's the thing. The, the flight is not an issue. It's the actual ducat wow. to the game. That's the thing. Can you find ducats or tickets? Or just press credentials? Do you know I tried press credentials for the Russia World Cup, and they said, yeah. No. In Russia? Yeah.
1: You got a big net? <laughs> did, did they net you?
0: They said, duja duja pohana, very, very bad. That's not bad. You American, think you get... <laughs> the great Soviet Union will prosper forever. I could sing their whole national anthem. You, you should know. have. That should have been part of your <laughs> big I pitch. I could have done a Manchurian candidate, Lee Harvey, eye-blinking SOS.
1: It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Our return flight is on a Wednesday. Uh, we leave at 12.30 from Madrid. We get back here at 4.15, three-hour flight. Well... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish it Maybe was my the, math isn't is so good Like Bugs Bunny jump off the wing right before it hits the ground
1: Hoboken
0: oh, <laughs> But the thing is I won't be coming back with you because I got to stay two weeks Oh I see mm. You got to go two weeks I got to go see my peeps and my relatives and all that
1: oh, We come back through Philadelphia
0: so yeah, I was just there in December They love me there What does that mean? I don't know Should I book it? No oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> You're a lot of fun
0: well, how how I could either break your heart now or break your heart on the altar of the airport. Yeah, that would be a bummer <laughs> if I prepaid it. Rick Rick Tittle, Mr. Excitement. Maybe Rick Tittle at twenty three would be like, F it man, we're there, dude. Man. A lot of fun we are. Make sure you but bring you know what? Make still, sure you
1: bring my Centrum.
0: I got, <laughs> I got uh you bring my truss.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Grumpy Old Men Four. I,
0: I will um I'll have, uh, we have three weeks though. If tickets come in, I will get back to you on this. Get back to me. I'm not going to fly there and then be like, who's got a ticket?
1: Tickets are the easy part. Oh, no. Easy part. I, I know a couple of Spanish scalpers who will hook us up.
0: I know someone who's going to the Everton Tottenham game. They're Tottenham members. This is Sunday. Tottenham members couldn't get a ticket. Sold out, sold out, sold out. They weren't, they, they went on the website like you're supposed to. Website crash, crash, crash. They went to an authorized Tottenham reseller in Holland. each for two tickets for a regular season game. It's obscene. They're talking to members. Now, you think about the convergence in Madrid and it's going to be 100 times worse than that. And I know it's like trying to get World Cup tickets in Germany. I tried to do that and I barely got them. So if somehow, some way, you get tickets or somehow, some way, you know, Bleacher Report said, hey, screw Steve Nash and Tim Howard. You two guys are the guys. You should go over. And by the way, Steve Nash,
1: I love him, but uh, Steve. Trying to get him on the pod, actually, <laughs> before you uh, before you totally destroy him. Steve, uh, I slid you at DM. Sorry he, about that. That's
0: he, Rick, not Dibs. He went to my dad's college, and he's a fan of my favorite soccer team, and he's an employee of my favorite basketball team. And he so.
1: also <clears throat> was crying yesterday.
0: Oh, uh, I believe he was. He was
1: emotional. Whitney Houston, so emotional.
0: Uh, listen, it was... This was—you think about all the game Tottenham games I've watched in my life, listened to on the radio, been to in person. This was the biggest game of of my life. Yet you
1: won't fly to Spain on a blind trip with me. What kind of fan are you?
0: Well, if you're going to judge me that way, and I'm a terrible fan, but let's leave it right there. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) This was a production of the ninety-five-seven The Game
1: Podcast Network.